This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, welcome to Sports Biz Pod. We're excited for uh, this episode where today is Friday, March 13th. We've had a very interesting week um, this this past week and how it's all evolved to the past month. But this is Sports Biz Pod where we interview athletes, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders on Tuesdays. And then on Fridays, we recap the week and we give you the Sports Biz Rundown and we bring on special guests to provide commentary on what went down this week in events or news and jobs. So this week, we're really excited to bring on Louisa Nicola from Australia, working on an amazing company, has an amazing podcast, does some incredible work with athletes and in the neuroscience space. So Louisa, really excited to have you on. I'm so excited to be here. Anything that involves sport um, or neuroscience, as I'm a neuroscientist, I'm all in for it. And I love your platform. I love that you're doing all this commentary. I think it's new. I think it's exciting. I think um, so many people would definitely benefit from this. So I'm so excited to be part of it. I appreciate that. And it's been great to know you and be part of your network too. But could you just give the listeners maybe a little bit about what you do and your kind of story just to, to give some background? So um, I'm the founder and head coach of NeuroAthletics. We're a full service neuroscience and diagnostic testing company. So what we do is we've got a team of neuroscientists um, and we go out and we primarily work with high level athletes looking at, you know, we work with NBA players, NFL players, and now we've actually merged into the financial space where we're working purely with hedge fund managers, portfolio managers. Now what we do is we work with the brain. So we have a state of the art um, brain scanning equipment. We do EEG, uh, QEEG brain mapping um, to test the brains of each and every one of our athletes or um, in, uh, private equity managers or portfolio managers. We test them, we find out where some of the dysfunctions are in their brain. From that data, we collect it. We then put a um, two month to three month mental performance program in place for them. And then we retest them to see the changes. Now it's fascinating because I never started off this way. I, I was an elite athlete. I was a triathlete for Australia. And back in 2011, that's when I started getting into neuroscience. You know, how can I better my performance on the bike, in the water, on the road by working my brain? And I ended up um, scoring a, a ticket to the Beijing World Titles and then again to the London World Titles. And um, I credit all of my success to training my brain. So that's how I got into the field. And that's what we do now. That's amazing. And tell, mm. tell us about your, your podcast too. It kind of relates to that and, and uh, yeah. tell about that story. So I started a podcast back in 2016, September 2016, back when um, it was still fresh. No, not, not many podcasts were, um, were landing. And 
I ended up my, it's called the neuro experience. So it's a neuroscience based podcast, but we also work, uh, we also interview the best doctors around the world. Um, a lot of MDs, a lot of DOs just to real, really get the science, um, behind certain things. And, um, we interview elite athletes as well. And I think the success came from, um, I think back on episode two or three, I ended up interviewing one of the presidents of the of an MBA team, and that sort of put us on the map. So, yeah, that's all. All it takes is just one interview, yeah. and and then it could, that's all it could take. But uh, thanks for that. It was so random too. <laughs> well, thanks for that uh, that background, and um, we can kind of dive right into this, where I think your expertise and what you know is going to have some really interesting opinions on what you know, the entire world is going through right now where, you know, top of the oh, stories, yeah. uh, we'll go right into sports biz news is coronavirus. Everybody mm-hmm. in the world has seen the effects of that, maybe not necessarily from um, a sickness standpoint, you yourself getting sick, but you've been affected in some way, um, and no matter what mm-hmm. industry you work in. And some of the top news we're looking at is essentially every single team, um, league, or major tournament or major event is been canceled or postponed in some capacity, um, which has some major or implications on finances and programming and schedules and TV deals. But to kind of start it off, we're, we're entering in March. The top story we're looking at right now is March Madness has been officially uh, postponed. Uh, we'll see if they're going to be able to find out a future date. They were talking about potentially having, you know, the players play without any fans in the stands, which would be completely changed the game on, you know, how it's interpreted, you know, imagine when they hit a buzzer beater to win, if there was no fans, that, that experience wouldn't be the same. So that's ginormous. The NCAA just came out with a statement today um, about that and, and they're postponing it and hopefully they, they'll figure out another date. But, um, you know, Louisa, what are your thoughts on that, especially with March Madness and especially from the collegiate standpoint, there's so many logistics, so many teams, flying players. What do you think is maybe the, the best idea for this? Look, I understand that there's so many pissed off people right now. Um, you're looking at the the fans, you're looking at the actual uh, players, um, you're looking at people who really are into sport. But let's, let's take a helicopter view right now and look at how the economy is going to suffer from cancelling such events like this. You know, you're, you're kind of on a double-edged sword because it's like, how do we protect the welfare, the health of everybody around us? How do we protect the community? You know, like something has to give like you've got you you can't I understand where they're coming from but there's so many different aspects that you have to look at you know sports fans are going crazy but imagine you know keeping this going and then um, a plethora of um, COVID-19 cases come out then they're to blame so the organizers of the event have got um, they've got a very big responsibility right now to protect the welfare of the audience of the players um, just until this all settled, settles down. So I see it from so many different standpoints. I see it from a health perspective. Um, I see it from an economic perspective, uh, you know, the downfall of that. And then I see it from, a, you know, it's sad, but it's it's just out of our control. Yeah. Yeah, and especially with the NCAA, it's so unique because um, you have um, their class, they're, they're nearly professional athletes, but they're still classified as amateur and what goes with actually playing in the uh, in the NCAA championship is so is so incredible for the actual teams where you have college students playing 
in different cities on different days where they might play a team that they nearly get upset and then they have to fly to some random other city across the country and they're all their travel plans are all changing so they have no clue where that proposes a whole a lot of risk and that also goes back to back to the universities not alone all the fans and people and uh, personalities mm -hmm. that are involved with putting on these high scale events so something like this it's I think out of all the other tournaments and cancellations, this has a very unique because there's so many logistics that goes into it. Um, tons of people betting on the games and also live streaming and, and TV deals. So um, from what I've seen, there's a billion dollar TV deal for um, uh, to produce uh, to produce that. So we'll see how they counter it or figure out a way to uh, you know make this all work. But that's kind of a huge story. We'll, we'll kind of continue to talk more about basketball here. We have, um, the NBA announced oh. that uh, Utah Jazz player uh, tested positive. I think there actually might be two yeah. players that have confirmed cases of coronavirus. Um, and they it, it was an interesting situation where they were about to tip off. And then right before they tipped off, fans were ready to, to watch this game. They actually canceled it. And then that led to a mm. spiral of, um, you know, David Stern coming and saying that the whole, um, the whole season is postponed for at least 30 days. So – this was really unique where it was uh, kind of frantic. They were about to play. Um, then they found out that a player tested positive for coronavirus, which kind of led people to panic. And then there was another player uh, on a different team that was kind of uh, touching microphones in a jokingly way that he also confirmed that he had that. So um, there's also a referee. So there's a lot of players that actually could potentially have the virus right now in the league. Mm -hmm. And it seems like they're just trying to, um, you know, protect this as a PR frenzy. But what are your thoughts on that? Or, you know, I don't know if you work with basketball teams and players, but. Yeah, look, I think um, let's, let's first talk about the virus because the vast majority of people recover from this virus. Okay, COVID-19 is not a virus that is, you know, and I'm, this is going off the record. It's not um, something that is, you know, if you get it, that's it, you're dead. Especially if you're young, you're healthy, you've got a good immune system. Um, according to the to the World Health Organization, I think people with mild COVID nineteen symptoms recover in about two weeks. It's like getting the the common flu, you know. Mm -hmm. But those with even more severe uh, severe symptoms recover within six weeks. So I think one thing is when we see a famous person like you know Tom Hanks um, was tested positive. Um, you know, we go into this crisis thinking, oh my god, the world's ending, but when it comes to um, an NBA player, I'm more so looking at it like I know with some of our players, the mindset that they get into when something like this happens, they kind of feel like they're responsible for the whole NBA shutting down. And, you know, especially when I've dealt with players who go out on the court and they have to come off because they've, um, you know, they've broken their their, a bone or their Achilles tendon has ruptured or um, the ACL has ruptured and then they have to come off the court. And then I see the way their mindset works. And that's what I get scared of. I get scared of if a player at that level isn't doing what they need, you know, what they're born to do for, you know, a month, two months, three months, they get into this spiral of negative thoughts. And then that leads to depression and that leads to questioning themselves. And that's how we get things like depression within um, high-level sports. Mm -hmm. So I think um, not putting so much of an emphasis on who did what and NBA is cancelled because X player from X team was tested positive and he knew it and he was joking around. And it's, you know, I think we just have to go, okay, 
let's just close it down for health reasons rather than pinpointing the actual athlete. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another concern too, because it's, uh, it kind of jeopardizes their brand as well. You know, there, there's probably a lot of people that have gotten it and they will recover fine. Um, but there's just so much uncertainty where, you know, I just read something today that, you know, we don't know the after effects or the long-term effects of receiving coronavirus. So that's where a lot of people are almost panicking at where it could potentially decrease your lung capabilities. So people are, there's just so much uncertainty. Um, but I think I agree with what you're saying is, you know, it's, it's maybe wrong to pinpoint a specific team or person for kind of causing this. It's just overall, we all need to be kind of unifying and helping each other. So um, those were two stories relating to basketball, very immediate. We're in basketball season um, that were immediately implicated on these different changes. Uh, we'll kind of go to the next article, which is more breaking news um, regarding the Masters Golf Tournament. Um, I've worked the golf oh, tournament yeah. for years. Uh, got a, a text message. It was, you know, I was recruited and, and we're planning on actually working the tournament again this year. Um, got a message that came in from the, the HR department um, that now should be public on their Twitter and their website. But they postponed, um, I guess, the National Women's Amateur Drive Chip and Putt Finals and the Masters Golf Tournament. Um, something that, you know, isn't surprising um, as well. But this is one of the biggest tournaments in sports um, that, that happens, you know, the, the first and second week of April. Um, so that was just breaking in today. Um, any thoughts on that, Louisa? Kind of a typical that has most teams are canceling or tournaments, but any thoughts on this one specifically? Well, no, not specifically. I mean, my, my stance on this is exactly the same. Ultimately, the health and well-being of everyone associated with these major events um, has led to the decision, right? So mm-hmm. I just hope that... Um, due to this postponement it puts the players uh the the golfers in the best position to safely host the masters tournament at a later date i don't think that it's going to be um something that's going to be postponed to next year although i have heard in different fields like um what was that there's a, a what is it the new james bond movie or there's a there's a movie coming out and they um were meant to have the premiere of it in april and they've postponed it all the way to november so I think it's not about let's postpone it until the virus shuts down. It's like, let's postpone it until we um, get a grip on the economy. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's, it's interesting news. And um, you know, even going to the next story where I think it might be even more efficient if we just kind of quickly go through where it's like the NHL suspended its 2019 regular uh, coronavirus yeah. MLB just pushed back their, um, their opening day and their spring training games got canceled. NFL mm. commissioner just um, postponed the annual meeting, which could consider potentially postponing the regular season. It's so far in advance. XFL in the middle of the season, they've canceled and they're figuring out maybe if we just play the, the, the finals. Um, you know, instead of breaking down each article, it kind of the, the moral of the story is, Everything in sports essentially has been canceled. Um, there's really no games that have either been played, maybe with the exception of esports, and many of esports games are actually being canceled. So, within everything, how about? Sorry to cut you off, but how about like this is you know I'm I'm a very big soccer and um, EPL fan, and my yeah. team is Arsenal. How about Arsenal? Um, the manager of Arsenal and the Chelsea player being tested positive, like. There, I think the Premier League in England became the latest um, soccer league to suspend yeah. games. Like, Absolutely. we're not even talking about that. It's like, um, 
it's just crazy because global, yeah, it's so global. And you know what? Being here in New York City, and you'll know this yourself, people are acting so irrationally. And I think the media is hyping it up, especially pinpointing these players, saying, um, you know he was tested positive and then he was tested positive and then the coach is shutting this down. It's like, whoa, people are like seeing this as a, uh, I think bigger than what it is. However, I have been told, you know, I work in the medical field. Um, I have been told that I need to take it a bit more seriously, but it's, it's, I don't know, maybe I'm scared that we're going to end up being on lockdown for two weeks, like Italy. Yeah. And, and instead of maybe uh, we, like, let's, let's shift the conversation to maybe like, what can we do to be more proactive where it's like, we can report on it. There's so much news and, you know, mass media is, it's a frenzy right now, but you know, the moral story is everything has been canceled for the most part or postponed. We don't know how long, we don't know how it's going to adjust. All we know is pretty much for the next month, at least there's not going to be really any live sports. I pretty much run a live sports event business and it's we now it's time to adjust and adapt. So maybe let's, let's talk in, in that kind of light where it's like you have panic, you have people um, not sure what to do that you need to be innovative. You need to be creative and scrappy where most people are working from home. Um, it's going to propose new opportunities in the market to rise to the, the occasion and, and provide some service or some, something that can be helpful to essentially the world right now. And, the world needs sports to kind of unify and bring people together. And it's so unique because it's been taken out of the equation. And now that's kind of a disconnect for people. But, you know, from your standpoint, what do you think people could be doing? And honestly, from a mindset standpoint, because that's what it comes down to is a lot of us aren't physically at harm. There's a lot more dangerous things out there in the world that we should be concerned about. But from a mindset standpoint, like, what do you think we should be? Um, how should we frame it to kind of stay calm and, and kind of tackle the problems accordingly? Look, I think we need to, um, I think we just need to look at it from a perspective of how, like, first of all, what are we doing every single day to build our, our immunity? Yes. But then also, I don't think that everyone should be buying into the hype. Um, I don't think we should be buying into the hysteria and, and panic. I mean, it's okay to be scared, but take appropriate precautions you know the most effective way to slow this pandemic is by social distancing and effective hand washing right we heard about that and i think the goal is to reduce the spread of you know of this virus so if we're doing what we need to be doing every day don't go on social media don't be reading into the hype don't be reading into the hysteria don't be reading into all the the stupid news that's going out there i think we just need to be really vigilant in understanding what the virus is why it's becoming a pandemic and don't take it bigger than what it is. Now, on the other hand, in terms of mindset, it's so funny at neuroathletics, whenever we bring on a new athlete, I always say that I'm preparing your brain. I believe that the mind is the brain does. If you have a healthy and functioning and bulletproof brain, then your mind will follow. So you have a strong mindset. So we always talk about when a pandemic comes or a crisis comes or a war comes, you're going to be, your mindset is going to be bulletproof. And you're going to be able to withstand whatever it is. Now this comes from a daily practice, understanding who you are, what your strengths are, what you need to be doing every day to, you know, live your life and not buy into this hype and hysteria. You will not necessarily, if you are, if you have a great immune system, it's not a, this is not a deadly disease. This is not the, you know, a, a disease that's going to, if you touch something, then you're dead immediately. Just take proper precautions and just stay off social media. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. And at the end of the day, it is a mindset, especially we are in a recession now and we've reached a, a bear market um, since a one year bear market. So um, my stance on that is it's, it is a mindset where if you get sucked into mass media, into what other people are panicking about, you're going to get the, a lot of the same results that they might get, which mean, you know, uh, you know being maybe fired from your job or laid off or whatever it is or other types of bad things that could happen but if you have a strong mindset there's always opportunities to solve um right now we've had more opportunities and more problems like problems are good and for entrepreneurs and for thought leaders and for people that are kind of moving the needle that's when you have to just shift because we're in a different time the past 48 hours have changed dramatically mm -hmm. radical, uh, like incredibly we're People are like, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll work it through. You know, one league got canceled. And then the next thing you know is a domino effect. And then within 48 hours, you had uh, President Trump come on and say travel ban from Europe and uh, parts of Asia. And that kind of changes the global economy from a tourism standpoint. So within the past even 48 hours in this week, from this, the last time we recorded the rundown to right now, completely different. And we are in a recession. It's just now it's time to stay calm, have a good mindset, and and solve problems that need to be solved right now. But um, that kind of covers, I guess, a lot of the news. Like, that's pretty much all we can really talk about because it's impacting it uh, severely. I think there's some other news mm -hmm. stories that we could highlight about good things going on. But it's a huge impact of the business of sports and just global the global economy. But um, to kind of um, move to the next part, um, about Sportsman's Pod this this uh, this week, we actually released an episode with Isaiah Kazovetsky, an eight-time NFL veteran. Um, go check out that interview; that was great. Um, he's a venture capitalist now in Boston. Uh, Will Ventures, and then we're going to be releasing this podcast as well today. Um, moving right along to sports biz events, kind of in line to uh, what we were just talking about. Um, you know, made a note in our newsletter that's going out. Essentially, every event. Um, has either been canceled or postponed. So from what our standpoint, what we're looking at is that um, there's a huge opportunity for, for live streamed uh, conferences or live streamed events where we can still have that experience of a conference gaining knowledge and networking. Um, so we're at SportsBiz Group, we're being highly proactive with solving that and figuring out how to put on together a digital type of conference experience because that's what is needed right now for the industry. But you know, we curate events um, every week. We put on our own events. We were actually in the planning process of doing an event, uh, event maybe next month or in the upcoming weeks. So we're in a time right now where we're just game planning and figuring out an alternative strategy. But events in New York City under 500 are still acceptable. Events in uh, California um, under 250 people are acceptable. So we are going to be very proactive and cautious with events that we plan ourselves. But for the most part, every single event or conference, South by Southwest, big sports conferences are being canceled. So, um, you know, Louise, I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. Kind of goes in line to what we were talking about. But what, what do you think people can be doing now to, um, you know, stay proactive? And, and, you know, events are a huge driver to the sports industry, but uh -huh. most of them have been canceled. So. You know what, Nick? I think you're onto something. I think um, this whole virtual uh, world is going to <clears throat> boom. If you look at the stock market right now, what is going up and what's going down? You see a massive downfall in Apple, but you see a massive increase in technologies such as, you know, um, uh, not, I mean, things like Zoom, um, things like Skype, everything's going up, all these teleconferences, 
a teleconference, like portals are going up um, in stock because now everybody's going to be forced to work from home for the foreseeable future. Let's, you know, um, let's, uh, let's be humanistic and be really smart about what we can be doing in this aspect. And I think moving an event online is brilliant. Actually, I'm, I was due to speak in a, at an event here, a sports event. Um, it's called Sports Techie. It was going to be held at the end of March and they postponed it and now it's going to be online. And I said to the organisers, you know, there was going to be thousands of people there. And I said, I've never heard of anything online. They said, you know, and it wasn't even a... It wasn't even, they wouldn't even talk about it. They said, yep, here you are. Here's your slot. This is how you log in. Boom, boom, boom. People are acting really, really fast. So I think you're onto something. I think if we all band together and do something online, we can fight this together. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Sport Techie, uh, we've uh, helped out with them a lot in previous years and was planning to uh, oh, really? attend that event. I, I didn't realize you were speaking, but uh, that's, that's cool. And, uh, you know, yeah, so I think, Digital is the move right now. We're working proactively with a few event organizers. We've done a lot of live streams in the past, so we're figuring out how to um, open that up and program something that um, is accessible to many people um, and find the right partners to, to kind of deliver this type of experience. So um, we'll keep you updated with that. Um, should be interesting how that plays out. But, you know, from an event standpoint, like just stay safe. Um, you know, potentially continue to do events. It just needs to be very cautious on how you go about it. Not saying you should completely rule out doing events, but um, the show must go on and there's got to be ways to figure figure this out. Um, cool. So after kind of events, we'll, we'll move right on to sports biz careers. So we'll highlight, you know, six top, um, you know, job openings that, that are, are being placed. Um, you know, starting with Manhattan Sports Business Academy, which is a program I'm directly running. We're looking for the, the best college students that want to break into the sports industry, and they're going to live in Manhattan this summer. We help place them in internships, pair them with mentors. We have events, workshops. We're still um, planning to continue with this program, and we, we're optimistic about it. it's going to work out. So if you're a college student or you know a college student or you might be a job provider in New York, Let's talk. Uh, we'd love to see the reply or, you know, um, help refer you some some really good internship candidates. Um, mm -hmm. Another uh, opportunity that just opened up recently, public relations communications coordinator with the Denver Broncos. Uh, we have another uh, opening audio editor in the sports newsroom of Sirius XM. Um, a summer 2020 CBS sports communication internship at Viacom CBS. They just had a recent merger. That should be a really interesting internship. Um, operations coordinator of esports at Overtime. They just recently acquired an esports team and they're growing that side of their department. Um, and then with Brooklyn Sports and Entertainment, the manager of premium um, hospitality sales, uh, they're looking for a role that just recently uh, opened. But um, those are some uh, top six uh, careers and we're going to be curating more jobs and careers and we'll, we'll uh, hopefully launch a job board eventually. Um, but Louisa, I know you mentioned you you are looking for some interns or some uh, employees as well. Mm -hmm. If you want to talk a little bit more about, uh, absolutely. Look, I think um, with Neuro Athletics, we're building and we're looking for um, whether it's a summer internship. Anybody who's interested in um, a first one is anything digital marketing. Uh, we want somebody who's well adapted in that area. Anybody who loves science, who is even a sports. A sports marketing graduate or a sports psychologist graduate, 
anybody who's looking at learning a bit more um, about neuroscience, high-level athletes, um, hedge fund world um, is should definitely apply. We've gotten some awesome responses. We've put up a post about um, internships available. Um, we're looking for even um, at a graduate and postgraduate level people who are interested in scientific writing, anybody who wants to get on board and, and look at peer-reviewed journals and researching. We're always up for that. We're always up for collaborating and bringing on people to teach them as much as possible in this space. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. And, um, you know, what's the best way for people to connect with you on LinkedIn, Instagram, your podcast, if you, if you want to kind of um, share what's the best way to get a, get a hold of you. Absolutely. Go to neuroathletics.com.au um, to see all of our, you know, neuroathletic stuff. You can find us on Apple iTunes or any major um, platform for podcasts. It's called the Neuro Experience, or you can find us on Instagram at neuroathletics, N-E-U-R-O, athletics. Nice. Yeah. And, and you, you put out a lot of great content on your, your personal pages on, on Instagram and LinkedIn. And, uh, it's always great to, uh, to oh, meet yeah. and, and speak with you. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting how all this plays out in the upcoming weeks. And I hope you, uh, hope you stay safe and let's definitely, uh, game plan or figure out some ways we could potentially, uh, collaborate on what is going on and, uh, how to make something positive out of it. But, um, yeah, Louisa, it's always a pleasure. Um, thank you so much for coming on the Sports Pod. Awesome. And um, yeah, if you haven't already, go uh, subscribe on iTunes, give us a five-star review, um, go follow us on Spotify, wherever you consume podcasts, we're there at Sports Biz Pod. Connect with us on social media um, at Sports Biz Group. Go to our website, sportsbizgroup.com, where we have newsletters that go out that, that curate the best events. Um, jobs. Uh, we have a newsletter that we're recapping the Sports Biz Rundown. So looking forward uh, to continue to have you all listen. But thank you so much, Louisa, and, and uh, looking forward to see how all this kind of plays out. Thanks so much, Nick. Cheers. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.